Welcome to Pure Podcast. I'm Mike. And this is Rolando. And we're on episode 229. Yeah. And this is a different kind of episode. I feel like we pretty much say every episode is a different kind of episode. No, but this is, I mean, we haven't done a reaction video in a while. We That's did true. a Gary V reaction video. We did a Amazon The Empire uh, video. And then we did one on like eBay back in the day reaction video. Mm, Remember, it was like six was minutes. So, so based on your idea from our last episode, was it our last episode? Whatever it was, you had said, hey, let's do a reaction to eBay's seller school. Now, have you been on there at all? Nope. So this is brand new and fresh to you. Yeah, I haven't seen any of it. Yeah, so I think uh, what we're going to kind of do, I think, for this episode is because I, I was noticing that as we were putting the clips in the in the hopper ready for us to watch, uh, that it looks like we have like several different clips, some short clips of um, different parts of the eBay seller school so we can kind of have a general idea of what the seller school looks like. And then we might end up doing more like specific ones where we do like we just do a video on like one topic and we do maybe one or two videos and kind of give our take like okay here's ebay talking about how to do this certain thing what do we think that they're saying that's right what are some some side maybe from a reseller that's like well actually this is maybe how it would be a little bit better uh so we'll talk about that uh maybe in future episodes but this one i think is just going to give us kind of a general overview of uh, how is the ebay seller school is it is it useful what do we think about it kind of critique it a little bit and maybe learn a few things along the way now i don't want to make it sound it's just us critiquing so a lot of you experienced sellers listen to our podcast. You're like, is there going to be value in this? And I think there is. Cause even when I was, wa I, I watched through all the videos uh, and every I actually, video or just the ones we're watching today of uh, pretty much every video. Ooh. And I also went through most of the course cause I had to keep it real. So I thought there was value. I think there were some things that I didn't know. I thought eBay through these videos uh, makes things pretty apparent about what they want. And so we'll talk that at the end when we recap uh, what we thought about eBay seller school. So, we took, I took about a handful of video, well, double handful, <laughs> almost two handfuls of videos. And I thought, hey, let's play these. Let's talk about it. And hopefully through this, you get value because there'll be a lot of things we'll talk about that we reinforce that's in the video. That's good. And then we also share the bad. And then also other things that the video didn't capture, maybe because of the length of time or maybe just because it wasn't a seller that produced it. So I just thought I'd throw that out there because I, you know, I'm pretty sure there's a few videos that it's very clear there's a seller behind it. And there's other videos that it's policymakers that made right. the video, not the, you know, people in the trenches. But sometimes you need both, right? Sometimes you need the policymakers because even though they may not have what we would necessarily want in the video, they might have what we need because we don't always know what's going on behind the scenes and how eBay operates. So, yeah, it'll be good. Uh, so, yeah. So uh, are we ready to are we ready to watch our first video? Yeah. So our first one, it's probably the longest out of all of them. OK. So which is like two minutes. OK, so. And and just to just to, to clarify, Sue, so, um, sometimes when we do these or not, sometimes when we do these, uh, we kind of have to talk over the clip uh, while it's going. So we can't just let it run the whole time. So every so often we have to talk. And we well, might pause it every once in a while, too. Uh, I don't know if I can. Oh, you can. No. OK, well, we have to uh, write it through. Yes, yeah, so right. we're going to we're going to write it through. Otherwise, uh, if, if you wanted pauses, they needed to have been shorter or I, I should have done this differently. But I didn't. So there we go. OK, um, real. So we're going to we're going to just uh, roll it. And yeah, we'll have to kind of talk through the clips as we go. Uh, and that's mostly for copyright reasons. We can't uh, we can't just show their content uh, on our channel, so we have to add to it. Uh, so please don't be upset if we occasionally have to. Oh, interrupt. is that really like you have to talk over it? Uh, not, I mean, you you have to. Yeah, you have to. Part of what makes uh, uh, the not copyright is that we are adding value or changing or some kind of creativity. So, to like, it. if you started dropping a beat in the back, it would work. 
uh, unless that beat was uh, was copyrighted, and then oh, it wouldn't okay. work. All yeah. right. Hey, I didn't know. So, yeah. we, uh, by the way, thank you to all of sued. you that have been watching us on YouTube. Our YouTube numbers are going up. I think us being on Auction Professor helps. So if you're listening to some podcast, it might help you to jump over to YouTube and hit that subscribe button. But we'll talk about that later. Yeah. All right. Here we go. What's our first clip on? <laughs> first, just starting out on eBay. Uh, and by the way, leave us comments. Comments, comments, comments. It helps us in the algorithm. All right. Here we go. Welcome. We're excited you're here. Getting I'm, started I'm so selling on eBay is fast and easy. The world is waiting for you. Did you know that? Here's what you'll the need to get world. started. An email address, a phone number to register, and a credit card or bank account to set up your payment method. But no PayPal, Make sure which is kind of interesting. Make sure it's a unique email that isn't already associated with another eBay account. That's it. All set? Head what if to you have multiple stores? And click register in the top uh, I think this corner. is for new sellers. Registering is just as easy on mobile through your browser or by downloading the eBay app. There are Did you two go desktop types or browser when you started? On eBay. Personal uh, and business. I, I used phone Even if you sure. already have a personal account, you'll still need to set up a business account. Click on create a business account under the main header. A business account offers a number of benefits, including a variety of options to manage your listings, returns, and shipping. I don't know the if I, I, I thought my personal account was already on like a business account. And well, no, watch, listen. And listen, potential she gets tax to it. benefits and discounts on eBay fees. Sweet. Ready to set up your account? Watch. To create your business account, first provide your business information. So you kind of don't have an option. Legally registered business. Is, name, is this a new thing? Email. I, phone I guess number, so. I don't know. And create a password. Choose a strong password. Then click register. So this is very Next, 101. Create your username. Mm -hmm. A strong username right should represent your brand, be related to what you sell, and ideally, okay, I want to talk about that for a moment. We'll go We're back in the to home that. Stretch. Time to verify your account. You can choose to do this via text or phone call. Enter the PIN you receive. Select your business type and, if you choose to, enter the value of your inventory. Whoa. Why? Now, it's time to set up your five dollars. I just started. Which determines how you pay your eBay selling fees. Well, I mean, I guess we'll if you put like a million, they would like maybe like get somebody. Like you'll get a concierge as soon as you call. PayPal, yeah. bank account, or credit debit card. That was an you interesting choose. question. Every month, you'll get an itemized email with your fees, credits, payments, refunds, and promotional savings. That you won't Just understand, no matter how hard you Select try. Select the payment method that works best for your business. Then follow the steps on the screen. You now have I like how they just went business. really fast with that Congrats. part. Like they've been telling you step by step, like click this button. Okay, okay. To be fair, no, I edited some of this though. That was success. I edited like a minute and a half off the video. But but even still, it was like do this, do this, do this, and then it said follow the steps on the screen. Like it was just kind of like <laughs> no, that was my edit. That was my edit. They have a little bit more. Okay, few things here. I think the username is super important now. They do mention in that video that you have 30 days to change it. So if you, I remember this guy that I used to work with, like I remember when he emailed me to get an interview, his, his email was like happy frogs. Mm. I'm like, am I supposed to take you seriously? Like, I, I don't understand. And he actually, I mean, he got the job because we only had so many options. Oh man. I, I, I had, I it wasn't Mike, by the way. I, I can't remember what the email was exactly, but I remember I, when I worked at direct TV, I was, you know, part of the hiring team there and people would put personal emails on their resumes. And sometimes I'm like, Oh, you've got to change this. You've got to change this. And I you mean like outside their name, it'd be like, uh, like, yeah. So like, it was their personal emails. Like, you know, like if someone's email is like starfighter one or whatever, like this, the, the email was something so terrible. It was like 
dank, nasty mama three or something like that. And I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And you're applying for a job? Like, I don't know if I would put that. Like, so don't don't let that be your store unless specifically you're selling that type of material. But still, still. So I think it's, I think it's a good start, especially if you're brand new. Like I'm thinking about right now, my son, right? We chose a name that was pretty generic. It left it open that, you know, he could have a garage sale kind of store. But it wasn't like anything silly, right? It wasn't. What it, do we do that you can change? You can change your username. You have to wait thirty days after oh, the first okay. time. Gotcha. And so I've changed my username three times. Yeah, I was gonna say because I changed it because originally it was just like my name, and then I was like, well, you know, I want this. I'm taking this a little bit more seriously. I've got a business now. I kind of, you know, I want to have a store name, and so I changed my name. And yeah, it wasn't that big of a deal. But yeah, that is one nice thing about eBay that you can change your name. So if that hasn't been something you've done, maybe you've been reselling for a while and you kind of have the same name you started with, uh, it might be a great name or it might be time to uh, to look at maybe changing your name. I don't know if it makes a huge difference, but I think I think it if you're a customer and you're going to buy something, if you're selling like antiques and it's like looks like personal stuff, maybe it's fine if it looks like a personal account. But if you're selling like specific things, you want to look like you're a professional store, right? You don't want to just have like, Johnny three or whatever your well, name is. Don't downgrade your name either. Cause sometimes it's like, you know, awesome junk or maybe, maybe oh, I'm no, wrong. Let us sure. know in the comments. If you think awesome junk's a great name, like dude, I think I'm, I'm a big believer. It's kind of like pure as a podcast. We didn't want to be like, you know, white noise in the background. Like we were going to have, it was going to be like a thrifty name. Remember eventually we, t- we landed on pure as a podcast, which made us distinct. I mean, hustle, you know, gets thrown out there, but we don't have thrifting in our name. We don't have flipper in our name. We don't have, I don't know, reseller in our name because that gives us options, right? It left us open to be able to do other kind of podcasts, which we may do in the future. And it also, you know, set us apart. I think, I, I hope so. So Hopefully. names are important. Um, one more, one more comment on there. So the interesting thing about this is that we're still not at managed payments, which is kind of weird. Right now, there's a video that I'm not, we're not going to show, but there's a whole video about how to sign up for managed payments. And I really wish eBay would just, I thought we all were supposed to be in managed payments. Right. So I went through this whole debacle with my son this last week where I set everything up. I thought it was managed payments. And one of the reasons my son didn't get paid is because he didn't pay. The second reason is because he had to set up a PayPal account, which was weird because I haven't set up a PayPal account in. I don't know, probably 10 years since I first started eBay. So, so be aware of that, uh, you know, if, if you're brand new and you're listening to this, uh, but now here's the thing, let's watch some other videos. Cause that's just the basic, that is one Oh one. And if you're listening on the podcast right now, um, just kind of, you can picture that it's like infographic style video. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's lots of charts and things moving and screenshots of what's happening. Uh, so that you can tell they're well produced videos, uh, but they're, they're kind of more like, you know, a business infographic type video. So, all right. They're, they're colorful. Yeah. Well, eBay is colorful. They're, I mean, that's part of their thing. They got lots of colors. In there. That is true. They that don't really true. have like a color, right? Like Target's red and, you know, all these companies have a color, but like eBay just, it's like multicolor. Like they're, yeah, even like their the logo. Name. Yeah. They're, they're four letters. They're different colors. I get it. I get all it. Right, here we all go. Right, video two. This one's going to be fun. Are an important part of finding success on eBay. Adding item specifics like oh. size, color, or Brutal. brand. Oh, wait, it gets even more brutal for exactly what you're selling. Learn how eBay makes it easy. to. So you probably should jump to the YouTube when we start talking about some of this. This is everyone's favorite item. 
We require some item specific. Look at that. 13 required. Find the right item. We'll 42 required. required soon, so you have time to add them. We also recommend 27 recommended. Is this one today. listing? Adding all three types. I, I would hope they're just trying to show somebody's uh, store in general. How does eBay help you find missing item specifics? How do they help if any you? If your listings are missing item specifics, you'll <laughs> see a reminder under your tasks in Seller Hub. For example, this task. So imagine you're a new seller, and this is what you get hit with. I mean, if you're a new seller, you can kind of start by putting in item specifics page. to start with. True, this but this hits older sellers more. Okay, I'll share this in a moment, but you, you can't see how many listings there are on that. But I'll tell you in a moment. You may also see quick filters for required or recommended item specifics if you have any that you need to add. There's also a dedicated column for item specifics with more details about what's missing. Now it's time to add item specifics to your listings. So much fun. Filter for the item specifics you want to add, then select the listings you want to edit and click. Do you add see how many items, items are in that store? I can't see. This okay. will open your listing tool. Well, how many? Where you can add items. Uh, we'll wait till the video's done. Listing one at a time. We'll do the big reveal. Fields for item specifics are arranged to required like a, and recommended. I understand why it's a big deal. Make sure you complete any empty required fields first. Item specifics. Yeah, we've started doing this. Soon, item specifics and our sales are coming section. up. So. Yeah, right. Look for the required soon tag. You'll see the date that these item specifics will become required. There are also details about some fields telling you why we recommend these item specifics, such as search volume. I'll tell you why. Once you've added all the recommended the real item reason specifics why? that apply, you can dismiss reminders for that listing. Finally, click save and you next. You still believe it's eBay selling data. You I don't think it's them selling data, no. but I think they want the data. You can also save time by adding item specifics in bulk. Click download to export a file of your listings. Follow the directions in the file, oh, and when you're ready, we have a YouTube video on that. To your listings page to apply yeah, it's a good video. We need to do more videos like that, like Remember, just simple how to. Item specifics yeah. help your listings get found by more potential buyers. Update your item specifics today. All right, so it's for you. I mean, that, that video made it very clear. This is eBay helping you connect your your items to buyers, and they're just reminding you and showing you how you can get it done. Uh, so, okay, that store had 11,000 items. Ooh. So you imagine somebody with 11,000 items doing that one by one process. I, I'd be done. I'd be done. 11. I mean, now I had about 2000, but I used the bulk edit. So if you have no idea what we're talking about, we did put together a video. It's on our YouTube, the fastest way to bulk edit. And it really is the fastest way. It'll get you 99.99% of the way there. And then you'll have to do that one by one for probably like 20 to 50 that don't smoothly transfer. Now, there's a lot that they left out with. See, here's the thing. They tell you how to do the bulk edit, but they don't tell you how to do it. And there's not like a separate video on bulk edit? No. They should use the Pure Awesome Podcast one. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Now, I'm not just trying to plug it out there, but so this is something we you, you had mentioned in the previous podcast that, yeah, these videos will be good to start, but there's no way they're going to be able to capture everything you need to do. Mm. Right. And so I looked at this, but, you know, it was concerning to me because there are, there's one item right now that I have that has 27 recommended item specifics. Ooh, on one item? On one item. So you imagine you're a seller, okay? You, you know, you just got started and you heard that eBay has the most amount of buyers, which is true, by a landslide, okay? But you've been selling a Mercari, you've been selling Poshmark, which are, it's pretty easy, 
pretty easy to list on those. I mean, especially on the phone, it is so simple. But you're like, hey, I want to up my game. I want to go to eBay. And you do all these listings and then you get this alert and you have, let's say, let's say you have 10 items and on 10 of these items, you have to do required, recommended and whatever item specifics, right? There's just the item specifics on there. A total of, let's say 10 per item. That's a hundred. I don't know how you feel about that. If you're new, if you're new, you're, as soon as you list the item, you're doing it and it's nothing, it's a big deal. If you're, if you've been doing it for a while, the hard part is you've been doing it for a while. Right, you've got items that you might have listed a long time ago, and then you got to pull it out. I mean, because if it's if it's some of those item specifics are simple color, that doesn't take a long time. How about character? Well, again, in some of those, you could probably just you know not applicable because they really aren't applicable, right? Like if it's not like you've used the blues clues, like so not every item specific even recommended needs to have something necessarily there. Uh, but the some of them are going to be really easy, but some of them, if it's like you know a certain insole material and you didn't already have that in your listing and you got to go dig those shoes out and look, that's going to take a little bit more time. So that's where it gets a little bit tough. Um, if you've got a whole bunch of listings, the, the nice thing though, is you just got to look at it as this is a one-time suck, you know, it just sucks. And once you get through this, as you're listing new things, you don't have to worry about un unless they like add new categories that they're going to want later. Uh, but hopefully they've, they've thought, far enough ahead to add the categories they want. Now there's an upside though. You had mentioned sales have been picking up and you, and now you can't say it's directly attributed, but you think it helped. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure it does to an extent. I mean, I mean, I'm sure eBay is going to, in some ways, the, the algorithm or system or whatever is going to favor those who are following what they're recommending. I don't necessarily think like it's because a customer like typed in item specifics and we're searching on the side uh, but I think, you know, if all of, if, if let's say YouTubers, all of the big YouTubers that, that talk about eBay are doing this. And as soon as they do it, their sales go up and they're telling people, I put in item specifics, my sales went up 30%. Next, you know, all their listeners are going to start putting in item specifics and that's going to benefit eBay. Right. So I think they have a reason to like kind of favor stores that are following it. Yeah. But I will say on my end, I do believe it directly had a result. Actually, my sales are better this week than they were last week. So last week was recovery. This week it's, I don't want to say to the moon, but it's getting better to the moon. We need a shirt. Anyways, we don't do stonks. All right, here we go. Next, uh, next video. Hi, I'm Audrey. And I'm Teresa. She's from Google. And she's from eBay. Today, what we're going to tell you how to get your eBay listings to show up on Google. The neighbors. Google handles trillions of searches per year. Many of these searches are from people looking for items to buy. This is good news for eBay sellers. There's That's no way that this is like Google sponsured. Yeah, it has to be. Shop. She has a Google shirt and this is like Google in the back. Wait, listen, you got to listen to this stuff. Or here. You can do two things to make sure this happens. First, make sure your photos don't have any watermarks. It's important that images show your product with no additional marks, logos, or text. And second, be sure to use the GTIN when you list. That's the unique numerical identifier for your product. I eBay sellers should always know what that is. That's, that's, that's your skew. That's it. Short and sweet. Say no to watermarks. Say yes to GTINs. <laughs> All right. Okay. Yeah, I don't. I don't put those in very often unless I I scan the item and do and sell similar. Um, okay. I, so you know what G tens are? Yeah. What are they? That's the that's the like the, the, the UPC. The bar, yeah, the barcode. Okay. Why didn't they just say UPC? Because that's probably not either. I don't know. It's probably not the technical correct uh, term or uh, I don't know. Who knows? 
Okay. Now we get questions all the time. I still get them like, Hey, I don't use a white background. And I do see people on social, not using white background. This was directly from Google saying white background. Well, it was somebody no wearing a, a so. Google shirt. No, no. What do you think? There's a, an imposter like showing up. Come on now. <laughs> that was a real Google rep. Yeah. Well, maybe. <laughs> what? Okay, and I do recognize the other lady. I don't know, maybe she was at eBay Open or something. So, anyways, I thought there were some takeaways that validated things. Number one, Google wants white background for your pictures. There's there's no debate anymore, and people still do it. People are like, hey, you know, I, you know, can I use my Poshmark pictures? Because you know, sometimes on Poshmark, people like do closets or they like do a special or they use backgrounds like the one behind us white background and then g10 is your upc which is true because bonanza pushes that really hard too mm. like i i get messages from if you don't know what bonanza is bonanza is uh, another platform that will import all your ebay listings for you it's really nice but if you have new items and you don't have upcs they will not import them because google will not find them so i like it all right calling all right. out google huh i just i mean i'm sure i'm sure it is i mean but I think it, it benefits eBay with Google more than necessarily it benefits you. I mean, maybe you get an item that ends up in the search, but I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. What gives your competitors their edge? Why are their listings performing? It's about Terapeak, by the way. Yeah. Terapeak research can help answer these questions and more. We do like Terapeak. It's a little hard to use, though, like if you're on your mobile phone. Yeah. Terapeak, you can get valuable insights on what's selling, on how to optimize your listings, or expand your inventory. Why isn't it it's just simple, part of the app? Easy to use. You can know. do it all from the research. We were told it was going to be. Search millions of sold and active listings within eBay by keyword or product identifier. Simply type in the search bar to start retrieving insights, such as average selling price, the volume of items sold, and valuable shipping information. You can filter your results by price, product condition, yeah, or So if you're not watching it, it it's kind of walking you through step-by-step step how, how to use the interface. The information is so I mean, it's definitely useful if you don't know how to use Terapeak. This will give you graphs and charts specifics. that can help you identify useful sales trends over a period of time. Benchmark your own listings against other live listings and get an instant snapshot of how well you're performing. You can easily compare prices or usage of promoted listings by your competitors. Yeah. So why should you use Terapeak? It's a quick and easy to use tool that helps you optimize your listings for success, expand your product inventory, refresh listings with little or no sales, or even help you decide which inventory to sell and crush the competition. Yeah. Other sellers are using what are your, Terapeak what are your competitors That's doing? what he just said. Other sellers are using Terapeak to get ahead. Now, of all the videos, I shouldn't say it's the best one because that means that people have nothing to look forward to. But it is one of the better videos there. So if you have no idea how to use Terapeak and you've, you know, you've seen it. Now, the one thing the video doesn't mention is you do need an eBay store. And it has to be basic and above. You can't have a starter store. It has to be basic and above. But I think it does a really great job of, you know, where do you find Terapeak? What are some of the uses? I'm telling you, Terapeak is probably one of the best tools that eBay has. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the second thing, though, is, again, I, I don't feel like I get to use it out in the field very often, right? Like, I feel like I'd be able to use Terapeak more often if it was just on the app. I, I end up using the 90-day total, you know, sale comps far more often because it's easy right by the time i get home and look stuff up now it is useful if you're trying to like price trends and things of inventory you already have but when you're in the field and you're looking things up oh man I, I just they need come on get it on the app 
It should be smooth. And well, the app should have like if if we have the ability of doing 365 on Terapeak, comps on eBay should automatically go 365. Yeah. Or you should be able to choose 90 or 180 or whatever it is. And we had a whole, what, I don't even remember, remember that episode we had about what things we wish eBay did well. So now it was interesting because it had mentioned like you can see how eBay does in other countries. I would say what would be nice is if it just told you, you know, how many items sold via global shipping or international standard delivery. You know, just because the, then, you know, because I, I do have a feeling now they do mention one of the videos that if you do have global shipping attached to your listing, your sales, you know, based on their metrics is 50%, 15% higher than most sellers that do not sell outside of the U.S. So, so I don't know. Check that one. Even if you're an experienced seller and you've never used therapy, I definitely would say go. By the way, the seller school, we're not promoted by eBay. We're not sponsored yet by eBay, uh, but uh, it's 100% free. All you have to do is give away your email. Yeah, and your social security number no, just and your, your email. mother's maiden name. No, just your email. You don't even get an email from them. They just want your email. Ah. So... Unless I went to my spam. They just want your email. There's no way. If you heard that comedian, I don't remember what the bit was, but something about, uh, you know, when you go to grocery stores and they want to sign up for the thing, they're like, are you signed up for whatever? Oh, yeah, yeah. You want your number. And it's like, uh, why do you need my number? Oh, we don't do anything with it. It's like, no, no, you're you're doing something with it. Like, there's no way you're not doing something. Okay, but what are they doing with it? Like, this guy drinks a lot of Diet Mountain Dew. It's data. It's data they know based off of area codes, what kind of things you... Yeah, they want that data. They're not, okay. they're not, right. not doing nothing with it. Otherwise, they wouldn't want it. All right, All here right. we go. Next right. one. Right. Offers to buyers lets you reach buyers interested in your listings by sending them a private offer. Ooh, we love... If a buyer offer. shows interest in <laughs> your good. listings, sending an offer can help you make the sale. Does this talk about a heavy browser? No. For example, when people we get a shirt. on eBay get an offer from a seller... I'm a heavy browser. I'm sure that'll go well. <laughs> People heavy browse on me all the time. How much to discount your items and whether you'll allow counter offers. Have you been heavy browsing recently? <laughs> you can also choose to automatically send offers. You know, to we can go many roads with this. Effort. I'm heavy browsing you. So, how does it work? That'd be kind of stalkerish. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> That's some weird. Hub and select active listings. <laughs> if you, you keep listings, looking, I'm going to send an offer. Offers quick filter. <laughs> These listings all have interested buyers that you can send offers to. I noticed you were heavy browsing Select me. Select the listing you want to send. You want an offer? And click send offer. Enter right. a dollar amount or a percentage discount. Now, a lot of what this is showing is how to do it on the desktop. For listings Correct. under $200, your discount has to be at least 5% lower than the buy it now price. For listings priced at $200 or more, you can offer smaller discounts. Did and you know next, that? I didn't add know Add a message that. to your offer. Remember, these buyers are already interested in your item, so this is your chance to get their attention. Before you send your offer, choose if you want to allow buyers to respond with a counter offer. You can also turn on you allow automatically that? send offers. Of course. eBay will look for new interested buyers on your listings and send them your offer until the item is sold or you turn off automatic offers. I love automatic Finally, offers. Now, click send offer to engage with your interested buyers. Yeah, the automatic is nice. Um, yeah, I kind of wish that they were showing on the app too, because I mean, maybe maybe the people who need the the videos are, are using the desktop, but I just I don't know. I feel like I feel like how often are you doing that on your laptop? Oh, as opposed yeah, to your agreed, <laughs> agreed. It's always always on the app, and uh, I do have a pet peeve on the app. So on the on the app, you know, when you can send the offer, when you're about to send it, then you can go to the button that says automatically send this. The button. I'm sorry, the button and you can, you can hit, you know, 
I automatically send this. But here's the thing. If you don't click right on it, it takes you to like the other page explaining what it is. Mm. And on top of that, page. and on top of that, why do you have to do one more click to make it happen? Like it should all be at one time just streamlined. Cause anytime you, it, this is marketing one-on-one. Like anytime you got to do one more thing, it's one more chance that you're going to lose that buyer. Right. Or that seller. So yeah. Well, what can you do? No, no, but but the, what the video should have mentioned is the heavy browsing. I think, I mean, we were joking about it, but it's true because yeah. I mean, they did kind of say like people who are interested will, you know. But at the moment, like how many have this happens to me not every day because I send stuff as soon as I see it, but I've gone like hours later because I've been busy. I go to send stuff and it says I can't send it anymore, and that's because the person's not interested anymore. So, if you're brand new and you're listening. Once you get a send offer, you should send it ASAP because that means that person either looking at it, it's in their cart or, you know, yeah, looking at it, meaning they're heavy browsing that according to eBay, from what we were told on the record is that they've at least looked at it three times within 15 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. So capitalize on it. You want to strike with that iron is hot. Have you noticed? I mean, I'm, I'm looking at the camera right now. So you're going here. And uh, I've got like a really like shiny spot on my head. That's why like in 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 uh, Hollywood they use well one they've got like all the things to block the light so it, it shadows right. And then two they use powder. Uh, I have not gotten myself to use makeup on uh, on air yet. We're not there I, yet. I don't feel We're like not, I'm that kind of. I don't think we'll ever. I don't feel be like there. I'm that special to have to have to have some makeup on uh, on set. But uh, maybe I need it. But uh, the reason why there's that shiny spot is because I've been using Skull Shaver and Skull Shaver is an incredible product, man. It keeps the head really, really close. It's really easy and it only takes a couple of minutes. Um, and I love that you can do 90 it. seconds. Yeah. Well, and, and what I love most is that you can use it with like shaving cream, right? Because, you know, sometimes the electric razors people use, I used to use them on my face back in the day and I hated them because I feel like they would snag and it just wasn't good. Here, you can use this wet in the shower with shaving cream. It feels great and it gets your head really, really close and we love it. So if you are interested in getting a shiny dome like us, so that way uh, when you're on camera, you can bling, uh, get yourself a skull shaver, use promo code PURE, P-U-R-E, and you will get a nice little discount and let them know that we sent you. All right. Yeah. And by the way, thank you to all of you that have been buying them. You know, it's been it's been awesome. And, you know, if you buy one from Pure's Podcast, make sure to tag us and tag Skull Shaver on social media so, you know, we can let other people know what your thoughts are uh, because, you know, we want to keep it real. Like, this is a product that we actually use. Hey, also want to thank uh, send a thank you out uh, to all the awesome recent members to buymeacoffee.com slash Pure Hustle. Uh, we've had people recently sign up for the yearly membership, which really helps us out. And and yearly sounds like a big deal, but it's only $5 a month, which means it's less than a dollar an episode. And we do not have you know, a paywall for our content. Our content is free. But those funds are going to go to hopefully eventually here for us to be able to do what we're calling Pure Hustle Plus. Uh, we just need to get to a certain number so we can provide other content outside of the podcast uh, that will be exclusive uh, to members of buymeacoffee.com slash pure hustle so if you haven't had a chance yet make sure to go to that link below or just type in buymeacoffee.com slash pure hustle and sign up if you're looking for us on social media you should definitely catch us we are on instagram facebook and tiktok as pure hustle podcast we are on twitter and clubhouse as pure hustle cast you can also give us a call 619-738-1170 that's 619-738-1170 or shoot us an email at pure at gmail.com that's pure at gmail.com and as always 
Thank you uh, for all of you that have been subscribing to us on YouTube. Our YouTube numbers have been going up, which is great. Uh, so if you haven't had a chance yet, make sure to go over to YouTube, hit that subscribe and hit that bell notification uh, to, you know, be notified whenever we drop videos, That's which right. like comment, share. Yes, please do. And comment, 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 comment. Now, also, uh, thank you to all of you who have been uh, writing reviews on our iTunes. It's really been helpful. A lot of you have been part of the 400 Club, and we're now getting to the 500 Club. Yeah, welcome to the 500 Club. So, meaning that we we actually have, I think, the most reviews of any recently podcast at the moment. It's the Pure Hustle 500. <laughs> Which is, listen, it is really helpful. So, just wanted uh, to read, uh, you know what? I'm going to wait till the next one so we can read some of them. Yeah. So we've, we've, that, huh? we're at 405. We'd love to get to 500 by summer. I know that's a, Mike always looks at me when I have these audacious goals, but is it audacious? Audacious. audacious yeah. You want to, let's get a hundred thousand subscribers on YouTube yes. by tomorrow. Get you guys can help black. us do that. That'd be, hey, you, know, you never know. We just need to go viral one time. Maybe, maybe this is it. Maybe this is the video that the world has been waiting for. <laughs> I'm pretty for. sure not this one. This is the one. <laughs> this is, if you're watching this video, you get it. You understand that this is this is it. Like, you're going to be sharing this with people who aren't even resellers. Like, check this out. Uh, but, you know. But, hey, we are thankful for everyone who's been listening to us since day one or caught us halfway. We are at episode 229. So, it's been a great journey and we hope to continue this journey. And so, thank you all for your support yeah all right let's we got a few, few more videos some more reactions to do here all right let's see what's next should be concise use correct this grammar, is about punctuation and spelling identify what are any you my english teacher items condition <laughs> and include special item details descriptions should not feature images or videos include contact info or use links taking customers off ebay <laughs> like a mercari next link up, <laughs> photos photos are often what makes or breaks a sale here are some tips to make the most of this important part of your listing. Include multiple photos of the item with views from different angles. You can add up to 12 That's photos. Good. Good Listings practice. with three or more photos often sell right faster. There. Show any item damage or flaws in the photos to reduce the risk of a return. Those are some nice Avoid Jordans too. Avoid using any flawed. special filters or edits that may obscure or skew the view of your item. You should also avoid using photos that have decorative elements, promotional text or logos, accessories or props that aren't sold with your item images copied from it's the like internet that you don't work. have permission to use i've done that one a few times which negatively impact your search ranking outside Did of you hear that negatively impact so watermarks not only like hinders you but it negatively impacts they you. say that but when if you ever like google search images to put like i have to i have to do this for slideshows all the time i make slideshows every day and so when i search for images i'm looking for images that don't have watermarks on them to put on my yep. uh, my slides all the time. and i'd say like 80 percent of the good ones have watermarks on it so they're obviously not being negatively impacted very okay, much but that's different that's like yeah you're trying to get a picture and it says like the getty i i understand that <laughs> so okay but a few things here a few takeaways so Short and concise, right? So we talked about this before and it was funny. Some of the comments that people had put about, you know, people put multiple paragraphs in their listings. I'm telling you like one sentence and you're done. Like everything, I think they want everything in your listing, a title and in your item specifics. The second part that I thought uh, was good is discussion about three pictures. That's the golden number. Right, if you have three pictures, it's gonna put you higher in the search. So yeah. seems like more three seems still small. Like if, I don't feel like if, if I feel like if I'm under five, like I'm not even six because there's twelve. So I feel like if if you're if you're not even reaching the halfway point, 
I'm only lazy on one item when I do th- I do I do you know those sewing kits like mm-hmm. crossing and all that. I'll do three pictures. So first picture is the front, second picture is the the contents, and the third picture is the back of it. And then in my description, when it says contents, I put see picture two. So I don't have to list it out. Yeah, I don't like listing contents unless yeah. it's like very specific and it's gonna be a high item. Yeah, but uh, uh, one thing uh, I think is interesting. So they yeah. talk about not like uh, linking to anything else. I mean, I've obviously occasionally done like here's a link to a YouTube video of like me describing this item in more detail because it's you know an expensive item and I want to show what's in it. Uh, so I've done that before. Um, but did you know like some people will have you, have you ever caught this on um, like Craigslist for instance or maybe Facebook Marketplace? Where somebody's selling an item, right? And they have on the item, like, here's the item I'm selling. And here's, like, you know, the Amazon, like, you know, description of the item if you want to look it up. And you look it up on Amazon and it's cheaper on Amazon than they're selling it. No. Have you ever seen that? No. Yeah. The reason they do that is because it's affiliate links. Really? So they'll put that's an item genius. that's like $100. They're selling it for 100 but on Amazon it's only 75 So people are like, oh, Wait I want to look at the description. Second. eBay does some of that too. Do they? Yeah, like you haven't you seen it? Like you're looking for something on eBay, and on the bottom there's it's not as bad as it used to be, but there's other items that you're looking for, like from like different locations. I did not know that. Yeah, that's how that's how those get you. So if you ever wonder why those are, but yeah, so I'm wow. I'm assuming people could do the same thing on eBay, right? Where that's probably one of the things they're trying to prevent is that, and also you doing the sale offline, right? Because if you put contact information and you do the sale through PayPal and you're not doing eBay fees and all of that, um, then that hurts eBay. So Yeah. And you know what was interesting in there? They mentioned not using like look like L and then using at at K. Mm. Have you ever seen those listings? Yeah. They just look ridiculous. Now, stock photos, stock photos, they're Done. very, uh, I think every seller uses stock photos Yeah, at some point in Especially time. Especially when it's retail but arbitrage. Don't make, listen, eBay, close your ears. Don't make it your main picture. That's when people get caught. If you, I'm not telling you what to do. This is not legal advice or eBay advice. But what I've heard is that other sellers make it their last picture and you're good to go, right? Because it's the first few pictures, right? Yeah. If you make the first picture, just like uh, words on the screen that say, No, you're you know, not supposed to. I know, but but then then they don't know that, you know, in inside you've got your other thing you're not supposed to do. Yeah, you can hide it in there. Two wrongs make a right. That's right. Is that what you're, uh-huh. you're telling people here? Yep. Okay. All right. All right. What, what is this next one? Oh, business. This is a good one. Business print policies. Hello. Hello. Setting Hi. up business policies helps you save time when you create your listing. It sounds like one of those robots very, on YouTube. Very more, it's you very robotic. Templates to store your preferences for your payment, return. I did edit this one, by the way. Policies that you can then apply to all or some of your listings rather than setting policies for each listing. First, navigate to Seller Hub. I like the techno music in the background. I added that. No, I'm struggling. (laughs) On the left side of your Manage Active Listings page, choose Business Policies. You can set different Somebody eBay looked up copyright free music. Corporate. This this is a robot. Your shipping policy for something like a bicycle, for example, may not be appropriate for something like a cycling jersey. Texas Peach. Again, name and describe your policy and set it as default if you like. Now you have some options. Or imagine Flat if this guy was real. Is yeah, that's how he talks. <laughs> Someone's like, you got a great voice. <laughs> Thank you. Hey, can I ask you out to dinner? I want to tell you how to do something. Great for large items over 150 pounds or no shipping for local pickup only. 
With flat shipping, you designate the cost when you select your delivery services. Yeah. You can also have you done this stuff? It's showing. I've done a, a few. I don't know. I, I've done okay without having service. lots of policies, and I know yeah. it is helpful choose to have certain policies, time. but we recommend um, one business day, You know, I, I, I keep the them very minimal, you can reliably and it's to. worked for me. For international shipping, you can, you can really have policies for almost every type of thing. I'll talk about it more. And allowing eBay to handle the rest, or you can set up alternative international shipping options offering a flat or calculated rate and a handling cost if you choose to do so if you would like if to you exclude choose certain to shipping do locations, so you can do that here you can use both international shipping options by opting into the global shipping program as the default global shipping but also ship to certain locations you've designated through alternative international shipping I mean, it's a this lot of options you to handle your nice. own shipping for selected locations select save all right so there's a lot of info now I will tell you, if tell you me. are if you are new, okay, or you only have so many listens, I'm a big fan of business policies because once you get to you know a thousand listings or even more, it you have an idea. So if, for example, every single clothing item that weighs less than a pound, I just have first class free. All I have to do is put first class free, and that's it. And I you know I don't even have to put dimensions because. In, in the end, like it's free, right? So the dimensions doesn't matter if I put it now. If you're gonna do global shipping, then obviously you wanna put dimensions, right? But the business policies makes it so easy on two levels. It allows you to list faster, right? Because you're not always having to create a new shipping policy. And then on top of that, when you go on vacation or you're trying to change your handling time, it's already all set up for you. So you can bulk do it really easy from your business policy. So you'll say, Hey, all my first class free items, let's say I have, you know, 1800, that's a lot. Let's say 1800 items are all first class free. All I have to do is change the handling time on that one business policy and it'll change it on all 1800. It's that easy, right? Uh, payment, you can choose on, on your payment and business policies. Like, Hey, if somebody is, you know, international, I don't, you know, I only want this kind of payment or for returns, you can set up a business policy that if it's something international that you will not accept returns. Mm. Right. And so anytime you have anything bulky and you don't want it returned internationally, well, you can just choose that business, that business policy for returns that does not allow that. Does that make sense? Yeah. No, I mean, it seems like there's a lot of options. I mean, even the fact that you can have global shipping, unless it's to Canada and then I'll do international maybe because you already are familiar with how to ship to that country you're not afraid you know maybe it's going to Uganda so you're a little bit more worried and you just want to go global shipping but maybe you're more comfortable with sending it to the UK right so it's kind of nice that you can you can select that be that specific uh, which is one of the great things about eBay with the especially on the desktop uh, program the browser is that there are a lot of functions and sometimes it's almost overwhelming all the buttons and places you can click and options uh, you don't have all that on the app but um it, it is kind of nice that there are so many options where if you really want to be specialized to that extent like you said if it weighs this much and it's going to this country then this is the policy and you do that one time and then yeah you're not worried about it every time you're, you're making a new listing you just kind of know yep this goes into this category well, for example, all my items that are first class clothing items, they're not global shipping anymore. They're first class international. So they all go international standard delivery and it's real easy. So anytime now I list Harley shirts or I list Patagonia shirt or Hawaiian shirts that's under 50 bucks, it all goes there. And I don't is that because you're doing the pirate ship? 
Uh, correct. Nice. Or international standard delivery through eBay, whichever is cheaper for me. Gotcha. So. Are you a believer now? No. <laughs> no, it hasn't. It hasn't brought me more sales. Like, I, you know, a lot of people are like, it, it boosted my sales. Actually, I don't. I still get just as much global shipping. I get actually way more global shipping than I do ever down that road. All right. So, hey, okay. not saying go. it's not worth it, but I didn't see a change. All right. Here we go. Here's the next one. It's easy to succeed with promoted listings. All you need to know are these four top tips. I skipped to them. Top four, uh, top two. Listings from the marketing tab in Seller Hub, you may see listings flagged as recommended. These are handpicked for you and may benefit most from music listings groovy. because they drive incremental sales, increase sales on new products, and promote seasonal items during key retail moments. We recommend promoting these first. I'm sure they do. Suggested ad rate guidance. Do you use their suggested? No. We'll talk about that. Balance between performance and cost. Factors may include item specifics, past performance, seasonality, and current competition. This new logic will make it easier for you to find the They just don't tell you how they come up with that logic. Budget. Okay. From what are listings? Do you use them? We do. Um, and yeah, we usually, it's always like 2%. Uh, we typically don't go above that. Uh, but um, there have been a few items where when I'm just doing the listing and it's like, recommended 3.7 and it's like all right whatever like might as well and see if it works because you got to imagine if they're offering that then I'm, i would imagine that it's like buying any kind of really anything is supply and demand right so if most people are are buying at 3.5 percent promoted listing then ebay knows they can sell it for a little bit more than that in order to give competitive edge mm -hmm. so if i get it at 3.7 then i've got the competitive edge my item hopefully potentially would sell faster um, and eBay knows that they're, they're trying to find that top value, what people are willing to pay. And so, yeah, if you're wanting it to go a little quicker, I think probably doing their suggested now it's going to cut into your profit. So it's like anything. We talk a lot, or at least I talk a lot about having, you've got time, you've got inventory, you've got capital, right? You've got different things that you have available resource-wise that you can kind of exchange for other things. And if you have, if you want your items to move quicker and you're not so much worried about getting top dollar for them, then maybe it is worthwhile doing what they suggest. Or, you know, I've seen a lot of people say, hey, we do 1.5% or we do 2% or we do 2.5 or whatever their number is. And they just do it consistently. And they seem to do okay with that. Yeah. I mean, and I did skip the first two. The first two, I don't know why they threw it on there, but it was basically how to create a listing, like what kind of pictures. It was kind of the same thing as we saw in other videos. And by the way, we have skipped some videos. There's, there's a great video with, uh, Harry Temkin and the posh hanger and she, they talk about listings. It goes on for seven minutes. So check that one out. Uh, but you know, the promoted listings thing, you, you got to understand both sides. There's one side. Yeah. It's trying to help you in sales. And the other side, eBay makes a lot of money from promoted listings. I mean, it's one of the reasons they've been profitable over the last two, three years. It all started way back and not way back, but you know, a few years ago with Devin went again, when promoted listings came in now, the recommended I will not do the recommended just because if you know your stuff and it's good stuff and it sells consistently 2%, I think is the cap for me. Like I don't, I don't list anything above 2%, but then again, I'm not trying to sell, you know, new and hot items. I mean, I am during Q4, but those are going to sell regardless. But if your item is one of five that's listed and 10 have sold, there's no reason for you to have to do extensive promoted listings. We should just mess with eBay and post <laughs> post items way expensive 
way more than they're worth and do like 50% promoted listings. Somebody asked me like, what happens if you're like, how high can your promoted listings go? Like eBay is like, we want this money. And they're just going to be putting all their ads on it. You know what I mean? They're just going to be pushing that thing I out mean, there. I, yeah, but it but it doesn't. Like, all it does is what if you, you do end up at the top of the page and it says promoted. That's it. No, because promoted listings do more than that. They end up, like, in your Instagram feeds, in your Facebook feeds. They show up more on your Google searches. I guess, I guess I've never seen it, which <laughs> I wouldn't see it because I'm not the buyer of my own goods. Yeah. Right? But you, does that happen? Yeah. I mean, there's times when... I'm going through Instagram and it's like, ooh, board games. I'm going through and it's like, it's actually ads to people's board game listings. Okay. And you click on it and yeah, I mean, that's how they're promoting it. Or or even like Facebook Marketplace sometimes, there's eBay ads and it's eBay selling. Oh, on OfferUp, it's all over the place. Yeah, so they're selling. Ah, so okay. when you're promoting right. it, they, and so again, they're only going to do those out if they think it's going to convert because they're buying that space from Offer Up. They're buying that space from Facebook Marketplace. Okay. So, right. so yeah, if you if you were to say like, I'll give you ninety nine percent on this item. eBay wants that item to sell because that they're gonna make a lot of money. What are they so gonna, gonna billboards in Times Square? I mean, they might. Like, if it's a million dollar item, they might. So, anyways, if you're new and you're listening, be careful promoted listings. I'll admit there was a time. Have I? Sh- I've shared this on the podcast. I think this happened two years ago. I put all of my items a percentage above the trending rate. But I bet they were selling really fast. Stuff sold, but my profit was was terrible. Like, I mean, I was, I'll never forget. I was with, again, I got to mention such so a quick ship, quick once an episode. I was hanging out with them and I'm like, guys, I've had tons of sales and we were just talking. And then I looked at what I was actually making and I'm like, wait a second. This month is really bad. So I've sold a lot of stuff, but I haven't made a lot of money because it's all gone and promoted listings. But I mean, we're talking like a 1% difference. No, there's some stuff that goes like 12, 13 percent. Yeah. Like there's some Doc Martens at like the trending rates, like 9 percent. Right. And so imagine if I was putting at 10 percent. Right. And I sold a pair of Docs for, you know, 60 bucks. That's six dollars just for the promoted listing. That's not final value fees. That's not tax. I mean, it, you know, it was just not good. So, yeah. Okay. I admit my flaws. So just Happens. be careful. That was two years ago. Two years ago, okay? I just wanted to see what happened. And obviously, we all learned. It, it worked. All right, let's check out this one about... What, which one is... Oh, returns. returns. Ooh. So you've gotten all the things that everybody loves, right? Promoted listings, item specifics. I try to get the short and to the point ones because it's a reaction video, right. right? All right. So we need to actually like react more. Let's revisit returns. Well, I don't oh, what is that, a box? What kind of box is that? Now let's talk about how Jeez. to actually process returns. When a buyer initiates a return, you'll be immediately notified. If you use eBay labels, you can purchase a return label to share with them. Which you purchase will enable return you to labels? Track the package Do as I it purchase return labels? You. What do you mean? Once you've received yeah, and checked the I mean. item, I process the appropriate refund, exchange, or replacement within 48 hours and keep your buyer informed. If there are any complications, eBay offers several services and protections to help guide you and your buyer to a resolution. Returns like it's like a happen, shield. especially yeah. with online sales, but there are ways to reduce your return rate. It's Provide important. accurate item specifics, details, and photos to fully describe your yeah. item. Yeah. Develop strong Use, not fulfillment processes to avoid sending incorrect no, I, items I, I, or an listen, incomplete order. I've Package sold thousands with that. Prevent damage. And that's it. Before we sign off, here are a few key takeaways. Entice buyers by offering free shipping. They want Set a quick ship. but realistic handling time to deliver good customer service. 
Use eBay labels to save time and money. Ship globally with ease using eBay's international standard delivery or global shipping program. And finally, inspect returned items and resolve within two business days of receipt. Okay, two you're days. ready to ship. Hooray! I still hey. have stuff that's returned that I haven't even opened the boxes. So get the that. weird ones are, and we'll get back to the video, but, and this is probably update episode worthy too, but I've had three items over the last year that were returned to sender and I never hear from the buyer. I just heard from one of them and then they're like, oh, just ship it to me. Oh, wait. So this isn't like a return. This is like it didn't yeah, they, get like, to them. It, didn't, it, it got to, to them and they sent it back and then they still want it. But there's a couple that like, I never heard anything and I'm not going to reach out to them because it's your item. Like, so you just got to imagine the backstory, right? Like husband and wife, things were going good. Next thing you know, their Fuck. marriage falls apart. She what? kicks him out. Now? And uh and he she gets a package and she's like, I knew he was gonna order this Harley Davidson stuff. Return to Cinder. And then you get it back, and that's just what happens. Like the way you said return to Cinder, <laughs> that was just that was powerful. But yeah, I mean, I just had somebody just, you know, it was a hundred dollar pair of shoes. I just picked it up from the UPS store. And this was like shipped out like in November. I'm like, well, I can't even read. I can't. Actually, I had something. I'll talk about this in the uh, update episode. Remember something I sent to Mexico and I just, I sent it out in October and I just got it back. And then the person wanted it still. Yeah. I mean, sometimes return to sender stuff is because the post office couldn't find it. They couldn't find where to deliver it to. There was some kind of mistake. It was just, now back to the reaction video. So in case you're wondering, when will eBay back you on a return? It tells you right there. It gives you three things. It tells you the first one is make sure your pictures are accurate, listing is uh, accurate, and your description also. If you do those three things, eBay will be on your side. The second part is the fulfillment. Like, make sure you ship things out on time. If you do that, eBay will be on your side. And the third one is make sure that in your pictures and everything, you know, you point out, oh, no, the third one, is sorry, was to resolve the conflict with the buyer. So... If you do those three things, eBay is telling you they will protect you. Because I get messages all the time where like, hey, eBay didn't side with me. Something happened. Now, there have been instances where I 100% believe that eBay didn't do right by the seller and sided with the buyer. But I find those few and far between. As long as you cover those three things when it comes to returns, you should be good. You should be able to get a negative feedback return. You should be able to, you know, just be able to solve the problem, maybe even at times be able to, you know, keep your funds if the item was damaged or do a partial refund if you're a top rated seller. But yeah, there's so, so here's the thing about seller school. So I wanted to end on this video is that it gives you maybe 10% of what you need to know. Would you say, I mean, I know that's an arbitrary number. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's going to give you a good start. It seems like, um, and, and like anything like with the returns, like it didn't, like, what do you do in this scenario? Kind yeah, of yeah. It basically just explains like, here are returns. Returns happen, right? Uh, the first few videos seemed a little bit more like here, step by step. Click on this, do this, do that. Uh, but, but like anything, I think people are going to end up looking towards the community to find help on how to do stuff, or they're just going to play around with it until they get it. Sometimes it's all you need, right? It's just like a basic, you know. Here are the things eBay's looking for with returns. Here's how to avoid them. Your new seller kind of gives you some ideas. And then you got your first return, 
when you get your very first return request, you're probably not going to the eBay seller school thing and trying to, you're typing in like, how do I do an eBay return? Oh yeah, you're Googling it. And whatever is the top of the list is going to be probably the most popular and hopefully the most helpful response, whether it's a Reddit response or a YouTube video. Pierce podcast video. Yeah, a Pierce podcast uh, uh, episode where you're going to listen to an hour and, and we're going to talk <laughs> somewhere in there about how to do a return. Uh, but you We know, need like a word search for our podcast. Yeah, we need we need an SEO expert. If you're an SEO expert and you want to do that for us, uh, that'd be cool. But uh, but yeah, so I think I think this gives you the basics. So if you're if you're new to selling, and you're like I'm kind of afraid of the returns, um, and then you look that video up and you're like, oh, okay, this isn't too bad. And then yeah, when you actually have a return, you're gonna Google search how to do the return, or you're just gonna figure it out on the app if uh, if it's intuitive enough. So when it comes down to seller school, I do think it is a great tool. Like I went through it. I didn't learn anything, but I've been reselling on eBay for 10 years, but it did reinforce a lot of things that I already knew, right? It had great reminders. So is it worth your time just in the background, you know, after you're done listening to Pierce's podcast to throw a few of them on? Sure. Right. There's actually, if you're a new seller, I think it's really helpful because there's actually some hands-on uh, courses. Now, the courses are your typical, you know, when you, you do job training, mm-hmm. right? And it usually has like... You know, a che- cheesy movement person saying, this is what I do. And it has a caption. Like, there's some of that in that, there. That's kind of what I think these are almost like in a lot of ways. Like, yeah. just like that. So you get a job and they make you sit and watch an hour long video or, or a whole day of training on it. Here's how to do this. And then and then you actually get on the floor and then your your coworkers are like, here, push this button on the register. And then they walk away. And you're like, all right, that's how I do it. And like, that's how you actually learn is by doing it. Or oh, I agree with that. I agree with it. I, I, the, the best way to figure out ebay is just to do it i mean the other day i was i was training my son how to ship i forgot that like if you've never packed the box like you don't you don't even know how to hold the tape holder yeah that's true right i had to show him how to like tape the box and and my my son is brilliant i mean he's a straight a student he you know he knows what he's doing but he never had to tape a box right and i had to show him how to tape a box i had to show him how to pack in the box right i had to show him how to you know bubble wrap something so I think seller school is a great tool. I'm glad that eBay made it. I, I believe that there's a lot of value that can be gained. But remember, the best way is to just number one, just, just do it. Just do it. That that's a good logo. We should or a, a good think? slogan. You just think? do it. Yeah. Man, I, I don't know if it's been trademarked or not. That yet, could but be like a million dollar billion dollar company logo. Yeah. I'm gonna say that slogan is is just do it. I like that. I, I think I that's good. It's very original. All right. Now the second part is there's so much knowledge, right? Pure as a podcast, we have 229 episodes. There's other YouTube videos. There's ways on social media you can learn. Thing about reselling is you can never stop learning how to resell. I'm serious. I mean, think about it. Mike and I were like, what are we going to do once we get to episode 100? We're episode 229. And yeah, we repeat some stuff sometimes, but we're always learning. We're always sharing and we're always learning from the community. So not sponsored by eBay, but Thought Teller School was a decent tool. It was a good way to start things, especially if you're brand new. So check it out. And with that being said, make sure to be real, be relevant, and be reselling. Please. Peace.